0: Okay, hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Kushlash in Vegas the podcast. I am your host Taylor Kusha aka Kushlash. As you guys know, the podcast is on SoundCloud. It's Kushlash in Vegas the podcast. You should be able to find us on iTunes and all that good stuff. The my thread on 2plus2 is called Kushlash in Vegas TLDR and that's in the Las Vegas lifestyle forum. So, for today we are going to get into some life stuff uh that's that's related to my life I guess and then get into some poker stuff right after that so I'm going to jump right into it as as I've talked about on this podcast and and in my thread I am looking to make poker eventually not my primary source of income and I've been saying that for a few years and and to be like, I'll be the first to admit that it's mostly been lip service. I, I haven't actually taken a lot of steps to actually get that done. I I haven't really taken anything else seriously. And a, a big part of that, in my opinion, is that I'm a pretty simple guy with pretty simple needs. And so poker, once I established myself as a winner in the games, poker has provided me the amount of income that I need to, to, to be happy. And, and that's not to say that I'm just jumping around happy all the time. I definitely have my, my bouts of, of unhappiness and, and things like that, just like everyone else. But I don't believe that more money will make me happier. I don't believe that the things that are going to make me happier involve making more money. So it's kind of this whole thing where it's hard for me to be motivated to do anything else when I know that I can make the amount of money I need by playing poker. And so I do other things. It's not like I just sit at home and, you know, scratch my balls when I'm not playing poker, (laughs) but like I, uh, I'm not motivated by to do anything in order to bring in more income if that makes any sense. You know, I'm motivated to go to go hang out with my friends, to go hiking to to like do fun things or whatever, do or or, or engage in my hobbies, but I'm not really motivated to go out and get a job when I know that poker satisfies my financial needs. Unfortunately, I I think that there's something missing from like a work standpoint so insofar as yes poker satisfies the financial aspect that i'm looking for but it's uh, it's it's the environment and and things like that uh leave something to be desired so with that being said i have been taking some more active active steps lately to to make poker my secondary source of income it's still my first right now but i'm just kind of trying as, as best I can to, to, to make it my secondary, uh, at some point. And so I've been doing some of the traditional stuff and, you know, looking for jobs and putting out my resume, preferably I'd like to find something part-time so that I can still, so I can still do poker on the side also but of course if i found something full-time that i really enjoyed that was engaging that's the see that's the biggest problem that i'm finding finding with poker is that I, I like poker and i like poker strategy but live poker is just so slow that it's i just get bored and then when i get bored i don't pay super close attention which then causes me to to make mistakes which uh just just is a is a bad cycle to get into so so anyways, I've been kind of putting out my resume and and finding it fairly difficult to to spin poker in a, in a positive light. And, I, and I, I very much believe that the skills that I've learned or the skills that I've developed by being a professional poker player are applicable to a business environment. The only issue is getting other people to believe that because when you say you're a professional poker player, Most people are just going to, especially hiring managers, are just going to instantly write you off. And, you know, understandably so. When I I equate it kind of, or I compare it kind of to when I first started dating, I have a girlfriend now, but when I first started dating uh, and, and trying to put more effort into that area of my life, I would often get a little bit frustrated because girls like hiring managers would see the poker thing on an online dating profile or you'd say it or you'd you know you'd tell them that that's what you do for a living and they were skeptical and understandably so and and i would get kind of angry um not not at them or not to them but i would get like frustrated because i'd say you know these people are just writing me off just because of what i do for a living and you know if they would just hear me out or if they would just you know spend a little bit of time with me they'd realize that i'm not some just degenerate scumbag or whatever and and i was i would get like a little frustrated with that but what i realized was that i'm not the only person that they have heard this line from you know and and they've the uh, the vast majority of the people that claim to be professional poker players are, are like posers and wannabes and they are a lot of a good percentage of them are scumbag degenerates or whatever so, you know, this girl has probably heard, you know, somebody tell them that they're a professional poker player before. And so maybe had a bad experience with that, or their friend had a bad experience with that, or they have a, they have a, you know, a pre preconceived notions about gambling that they just, that they can't get by. So it's totally understandable. And that's what I realized. I said, you know, this is totally understandable for them to to just write you off because of that. So, going back to the hiring manager thing it's it's totally understandable for them to just kind of write you off because of that and and so it's just something i'm gonna have to get past and probably gonna have to take a little bit of a a roundabout path to find something to find something good uh hopefully leverage leverage my network you know a lot of successful business people end up in the poker room so trying to start as many conversations as i can and 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 uh just ask people what they do and who knows, you know, know, something might lead to something or, or whatever. I've also toyed around with offering to just work for free for, for like, if I found a company or if I found somebody doing something I really wanted to help with, uh, I could just say, Hey man, I like, I'll work, I'll work for free for a while. I know, I know that people are generally skeptical of professional poker players. So just to prove that, just to prove that I I am willing to work and I am a, a hard-working individual and have have value to bring to an organization I'll, I'll work for free for a little while and and it's hard to say no to because there's nothing for them to lose so anyways that's just a couple of the of the things kind of going on at the back of my head in life and I actually considered I actually considered cutting poker completely out for a while, because I, I, it was so hard for me to get over the the, the thinking of, well, you know, I played my six hours of poker today, I feel productive, so I don't need to go applying for jobs or, or looking for other streams of income or, or whatever, whatever it might be. Even this podcast is like, you know, I've kind of half-assed it, if I'm being perfectly honest, you know, it's out there, but I, but I haven't been putting the effort... <clears throat> into it that I would have liked. And I think a big part of it is because I'm just, I'm just not motivated to to do it enough because once I get home from playing poker and, you know, doing whatever, I, I'm like, okay, kind of just want to sit down read my book and, and, or watch a TV show or whatever. So, so that's kind of the thing that I've been wrestling with in my brain. So I was, I started to think, you know, if I really want to, move on from from poker being my primary source of income, there's a chance that I might just have to cut it totally out temporarily and and just say just say in my mind, you know, poker doesn't exist anymore. You need to spend all your time uh working on working on getting a different source of income and and then when you have that you can go back to playing, you know, a few, a few days a week or something like that. But for, but, the, and that kind of didn't work either because then I just feel so unproductive that, uh, because, because results don't come easy when you're just applying for jobs and stuff. It's not just like, a, you know, if I try really hard, I'll just get one, you know, one day, you know, so, so I just wasn't feeling productive enough. So, so what kind of shifted is I took this mindset of, using poker as a vehicle so I've talked about this before and but I, I have to remind myself of this constantly because because it's easy to forget and poker is a vehicle and it can serve a lot of a variety of purposes and you just have to be clear on what you're using it as so a lot of the a lot of the reasons I was getting so down on on poker and wasn't happy and wasn't enjoying it was because I was just kind of grinding, and I didn't have a clear thought in my mind of why I was grinding. It seemed pointless. So I kind of got in my head. Okay, I, I I looked at my expenses and I said, how much how much money do I need per month? Okay, what's my what's my hourly in the po in, you know the two five game and the two five poker game uh no limit games in Vegas? You know, dial it down maybe twenty to thirty percent just to be conservative. Okay, this is how many hours I need to play per month and just do it. And it's n- it's not so many hours that I can't I can't get other things done too related to finding other sources of income. But the whole point is in doing that exercise was to was to remind myself, okay, this is why we're playing poker, to cover these expenses and and then so that you can stay afloat while you look for other things. That way I don't come home from playing poker and be like, all right, I'm good. Like that was my production for, for the day. I don't need to do anything else. I know in my head that that was just to cover my expenses. And now it's time to do, to move on to the next thing. So that's just kind of one of the, uh, one of the ways that I've been looking at poker uh, to serve me because you want you want poker to serve you, you don't want to serve poker. You know what I mean? So so that is that's how I've been looking at it and it's been it's been much more helpful. To be honest with you, I've been enjoying poker more because I'm looking at it that way because while sitting there at the table, I have a goal in mind of of why like I have there's a purpose for why I'm here. It's not just it's not just this vague notion of potentially retiring or it's not that it's just a vague notion of making money it's like i'm here to 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 pay my bills and 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 then use that freedom to 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 do other things and so that makes it a lot easier to to stand it because you have a reason for being there. You're not just, you don't, you don't sit there and question why, what am I doing this for? Like, this is stupid. Like when you're bored and, and you're losing or whatever, you don't have to think like, wow, what the fuck am I doing this for? I know what I'm doing it for. So it makes it, it makes it more bearable and it makes it more fun. So, and I'm looking at it more. And like, when I take that mindset, it looks at, I look at it more in like a business Mindset, You know, like one of the things that I, that I did, I think wrong in my, in my downswing that was at the end of last year is that I got into a lot of difficult spots deep with players that were better than me and, or even players that were, I think at the same skill level as me, but there's just no reason to, to get into like tough spots, 300 big blinds deep against them. And the reason that was happening was because I was just instantly buying in for the max at the two-five game, and I think that's a mistake. Because if I sit down at the game and and there are three regs who I think are all you know you could you know you could say like maybe I'm a little better than them, maybe they're a little better than me, but they're all good regs. Like there's no reason for me to be 300 big blinds deep against them. Unless there are spots at the table who are that deep and that money's in play. Somebody might be a fish, but they might, they might not be a fish for 1500 big blind or for, for 300 big blinds. So I sit down at, so I decided to sit down at the table and say, and just cover the people who I think it was necessary for me to cover. It's not necessary for me to cover the ranks. It's not necessary for me to cover like a guy on my left that has a lot of heart and is and is going to make my life difficult even if I think I'm better than him. So it's not it's not necessary for me to cover that guy. The only people it's necessary for me to cover are the are the recreational players uh, to be perfectly honest and not even some of them depending on depending on their particular. So I sat down And I just said, I'm going to cover the people that I need to cover. And, and that makes me feel like I I'm doing things consciously instead of just blindly buying in for the max because, you know, I'm a professional, so I need to be deep, you know? So, so that's one of the things that I've been doing. And, and I actually forgot to, (laughs) I forgot to do it the other day because, because, um, I'm so used to just buying it for the max that I sat down and put 1500 down. And luckily somebody was on my right who I definitely wanted to cover and he had like 1400 in front of him. So it didn't, it didn't matter too, too much, but I was still a little disappointed in myself for not, for not sticking to my new rule for, it was only the second day and I forgot already. So, so anyways, uh, the next thing is that, with with this whole new mindset and, and kind of being more being being happier about about playing poker, I am starting to recognize my mistakes much more quickly than I used to. And that's encouraging to me because a lot of times we don't know what we don't know, so you make a mistake and you don't even know you made a mistake. You might think, oh that that was that's how I'm supposed to play that hand. And so, I there was a couple instances where as soon as I made a bet almost I was like oh no I wasn't thinking about his range correctly this is a bad bet or I would make a check and think oh no I wasn't I wasn't thinking correctly that's a bad check and so it's encouraging to it's encouraging to recognize that mistake that quickly because like I said sometimes you don't know what you don't know but also the thing that i'm most the thing that i'm happiest about is that when i recognize when i've recognized those mistakes my reaction has been oh i made a mistake that's something to learn from and let's do that differently next time because i've struggled a lot with mistake tilt and beating myself up for mistakes because i'm very hard on myself and i And I always want to play as best as I can. So when I recognize a mistake that quickly, I think, ah, you know, I, I shouldn't be making that mistake. Right. But lately I've been saying to myself, oh, that's a mistake that we made. Let's, let's try to learn from that and not make that mistake again in the future. So it's okay. And that makes life a lot better because when I go into the poker room I mean, I'm a human, so I'm just, I'm going to make mistakes. I'm going to make mistakes. We're playing a game of imperfect information and, and it's just, it's just like, it's unreasonable to think I'm going to go in and play mistake free. So beating yourself up for mistakes, is just, it's just like a miserable way to go about it. So it, it just makes me so much happier to just look at a mistake and say, Oh, that's something like, let's learn from that instead of, Instead of, ah, crap, you know, you shouldn't be making this mistake. So if I shouldn't be making it, I wouldn't have made it, if that makes sense. So I'm happy that I've been recognizing those mistakes quickly. And now I want to talk about a couple fun things that have happened in some of my recent sessions. Uh, one of them, I I never show my cards after, after a hand unless... I am required to, unless we get to the river and there's, you know, a called bet and okay. now it's your turn to show it, to see if you won the pot. But if everybody folds, I never show my cards. I'm not the kind of guy that shows bluffs or whatever, but I was playing in, I was playing at the Win2Five five game. And there was a guy in the game who is a recreational player, but you know, he was trying to play good. He wasn't, he wasn't just blasting off, but he was a recreational player. And, he started to rack up his chips, which people do this a lot. They'll, they'll get a rack. They'll put their chips in the rack to to kind of start leaving. And then they'll play until they're big blind or whatever. So that's what this guy seemed to be doing. He, he did play through another big blind. So I don't know when he was planning to leave, but you know, soon because he decided to put his chips in a rack. And I ended up getting into a hand with him in which I bluffed him on the river. I don't want to get into like the specifics, but I, I bluffed him on the river and I bluffed him by putting him all in on the river. So he, he bet into me on the river and I put him all in for about three or 400 more. And I had missed a big draw. And so he, uh, he ended up folding and I could just tell that I could just tell that that was a spot like right after that hand where he was going to say, yeah, that's enough, and just like pick up his rack and leave. So I just had this feeling that maybe he'll stay if I show my hand. So I showed my hand, which I never do. I don't like to show bluffs. I definitely don't like to embarrass recreational players, but this is one of those spots where I just said, I'm going to show this bluff, and I think he's going to stick around. So I showed the bluff. He, he looked at it and he was not super happy about it. Uh, and he, and like I said, he had been having, he had had his chips in the rack for, you know, maybe nine or eight or nine hands. So I don't know if that made any difference for him staying, but he did stay and he lost the rest of his money, lost the rest of his three, 400 bucks, maybe an orbit later. So 10, 15 minutes later and he was done. And so I don't know for sure if showing the bluff made him stay, but it definitely tilted him because when he left, he had lost his last three, four hundred bucks to somebody else. I didn't take another penny from him. And when he left, he looked at me and said to me, Oh man, you just you you really got me confused and you you really got me on that one. And so so he was still thinking about that hand. So that kind of makes me think, like, oh maybe. Maybe this guy did stick around because I because I showed him my bluff. So that was just kind of like a, a fun thing, something that doesn't usually come up. But uh, it was it was it was cool to see that that uh, work. Whether it whether I you know that was the difference between him staying or not. Not you know there's no way to know for sure, but it seems like it made a difference. So the next thing doesn't the next hand that I thought that was kind of fun doesn't actually involve me it involves two other guys i was playing in a in a 2-5 in a game and there were two kind of spots at the table and the first guy well somebody raised and the first guy three bet uh to like 65 70 and then the the next spot at the table just said i'm all in for for like 600 but the, the first guy only had maybe 400 just said i'm all in for you know 600 and it folds back to the to the guy who three bet and he says and and the guy who had just shipped it says listen man you don't want any piece of this i got you just just fold like i'm going to be a nice guy just fold i have i have you beat and the guy is very hesitant and he says i don't know i don't know if i can fold this even though you say you have me beat i just don't know if i can fold this i have pocket kings and as soon as he said he had pocket kings, the behavior of the guy who is trying to who is claiming was trying to be a nice guy and let you just fold his his whole demeanor just shifted, and he got much more quiet, much more curt, and put his chips on his put chips on his cards and says, "All right, man, well, you know, I'm just telling you I got you beat. So I'm just telling you that. I got a good hand. So you know, do what you want to do." But as in his whole demeanor just shifted. And it's not that he wouldn't do that. Like, it's not that he wouldn't initially say, Hey man, I got your beat. you know, just fold if he had pocket aces. But once he finds out the guy's pocket, and then the guy with the pocket kings flips them over while he's thinking. And then the guy doesn't say another word. And it's like, okay, you know, you might do that with pocket aces, but if you had them, you wouldn't have your demeanor like that would not have shifted. So I was pretty sure he didn't have pocket aces, but the other guy decided to, you know, I'm gonna believe him. I'm gonna, I'm gonna believe that he's got what he says he's got, and so he folds, and which I was shocked by. I, I usually people, usually people's attitude is, all right, I think he got me, but I call. You know, their attitude isn't <laughs> isn't all right. I believe you and fold like a monster hand, especially only for like three, four hundred bucks. So he folds it, and and the guy. It says, ah, well, you shouldn't have done that because I have pocket queens and flips over pocket queens, so it it was just it was just kind of a fun situation to watch. I was I couldn't really believe it, and then the guy says, oh. You know, I'm a nice guy. I'm a nice guy. I'll give you half your money back. So he gives him half of his three bet back. So you know he gets like thirty bucks back. And he says, "Yeah, see, you know, you didn't lose hardly anything. You lost thirty bucks. You lost thirty bucks." And I'm thinking in my head. Obviously, I wouldn't say this out loud, but I'm thinking in my head, like he didn't lose thirty bucks. He just lost, you know, of being a four to one favorite to double up. He didn't. I mean, yeah, maybe he would have lost, but he just, he just, he didn't lose thirty bucks. That's ridiculous. But so that was kind of a fun situation so so yeah I have been playing a little bit at the tables and trying to trying to keep the using poker as a vehicle mindset in my head all the while kind of looking for some other stuff actually one of the one of the hardest parts about about having this mindset of okay using poker as a vehicle and then it makes poker more fun is that I get caught up and and I get caught up the other way instead of being down on poker. I get caught up the other way and start thinking, okay, you know, you know, I go in and maybe I can move up stakes and, and all oh, that five, 10 game looks good on some days. And, oh, you know, maybe I should be challenging myself up there. Even if, even if the two, five game isn't that great, but then I have to remember, no, this is, you know, why we're doing this is because, is because we're using poker as a vehicle to pay our expenses to, to be able to do other things in life. And, and the the goal that goal is not compatible in my opinion with the you know try to play as high stakes as possible and challenge yourself in bigger games that are higher variance because it just adds a level of stress that it just adds a level of stress that doesn't work well with using poker to just kind of to pay the bills and do other things in life so so that's kind of how i've been looking at things and hoping that hoping that I can continue with that and and using poker as my as my vehicle while doing other things I'm I'm I've not made a lot of progress in the other things area, but I have at least put in the effort and that's I think what matters. Uh, and when I say I haven't made a lot of progress, I mean I haven't seen a lot of res- I haven't seen any results really, but I've been putting in the effort. Uh, I've been putting out resumes, I've been trying to network as best I can and and reach out to some people who who I might want to work for. So I'm doing I'm doing the things that before I wasn't doing. So do I have a job yet? No. Do I have another source of income yet? No. But I'm working towards it and that's what's most important to me. So Anyways, with that, I am going to wrap up and thank you guys for listening. I know I haven't been super consistent with putting out episodes and that's for a lot of reasons, but I appreciate you guys being patient with me and bearing with me. And so I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. And if you have any questions, comments, whatever, you can you can let me know in my thread or, uh, or you can PM me there on 2plus2. So with that, I hope you guys have a great day.